I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news, and happy Monday. You guys, the world is an actual dumpster fire out there right now. I don't know about y'all, but it has been hard for me to even celebrate like Halloween or do other simple things lately because everything seems so frivolous, so meaningless against the backdrop of this violence, hatred, and humanitarian crises that we are watching literally unfold before our eyes. At least we have each other in all this, though, and at least we have this space where we can be together, champion peace, human life, celebrate our differences, and very importantly, be reliant on fact-based reporting. You guys are not alone in this. We are learning and looking for ways to help together, and I know we are stronger when we act as one voice for peace and safety. So for today, I have like one little reminder here at the top, something I just wanted to put on y'all's radar for this week, then three mini stories, and then three longer stories. We have a lot to go over. Let's jump into it. So my reminder for you guys is just that the Trump children, Donald Jr., Eric, and Ivanka will all be testifying in court this week as part of the former president's civil fraud case in New York. So we'll definitely be keeping you guys posted on this case as it is turning out to be a pretty major one for former President Trump. Again, we'll keep you guys posted. Over to many stories. This one, I do have to issue a content warning. This mini story involves a suicide and a mass shooting. So the shooter was found in Maine. He was finally located in a recycling center where he used to work with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. It also came out that this man had made threats against, I think, an army base. I believe it was an army base prior to committing this heinous act of violence, you know, shooting people at random at a bar, at a bowling alley. We still don't really have answers about why he did what he did, but if more info comes out, we will be sure to let you guys know. For our second mini story, auto workers have also struck a deal with with Stellantis, which followed the same tenants as the deal with Ford. So things on that front are moving forward and just wanted to keep you guys posted on that. And then we wanted to let you guys know that Mike Pence, former vice president, has dropped out of the presidential race, but says he, quote, has no regrets, end quote. He basically summed it all up by saying he feels like this is not his time. And speaking of the race for president, Biden has a challenger, you guys. 
So Biden has someone challenging him for president, you guys, but in the Democratic primaries, a House representative by the name of Dean Phillips. He doesn't stand much of a chance against a sitting president who has okay approval ratings, but there certainly are fractions of the Democratic Party who don't like Biden. Whether it's his age or his stance on Israel, he's got people who are certainly frustrated with him, to say the least. That said, Dean Phillips has only served three terms in Congress, you guys, so he's green. He's new. And if Biden is anything, he's an experienced politician. He spent decades on the Hill and then eight years in the White House as vice president. So it feels like Dean may just be trying to, you know, get his name out there through this, raising his public profile, which sometimes is a really great move for a politician. We'll definitely keep you guys posted if he gains any traction or even if he doesn't. And now that we are all up to date on our American politics, we will head over to Israel. We have a lot of updates over here. First and foremost, Israel's ground attack. So Israel has officially begun a ground invasion of northern Gaza. They have been threatening this from the start. October the 7th, the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust. They have now made good on that promise and invaded Gaza by air, land, and sea. Among smoking, smashed buildings, gray cement everywhere, Israeli soldiers tuck behind corners and swiftly move towards their destinations on foot. They are beginning what's known as urban warfare. Reports allege that they have already been encountering Hamas, killing many and taking other members for interrogations. And even worse, over the border, over on the border with Lebanon, the Israeli forces are going head to head in basically these little skirmishes, it sounds like, with Hezbollah, which is raising already sky high tensions in the whole region. Iran continues to warn that Israel's invasion may prompt them to get involved, and their leadership has also directly threatened the U.S., saying that America would, quote, not be spared, end quote. And now I wanted to touch on Gaza in the dark. So Gaza was really cut off from the outside world after Israeli forces hit a plant that provided cell and internet services, according to the AP. Fortunately, most of these services have been restored, but it was an incredibly dark period for Gazans in more ways than one. But even with some of the communications restored, Gazans are feeling completely hopeless right now, you guys, and understandably so. They have been without any basic resources, and this has led many people to begin making desperate choices. Because what options are they really left with? Especially, I'm thinking of mothers so much during this time. The feeling of not having what your child needs is a feeling of desperation that just surpasses any desperation I've ever felt for myself. And I know that I would go to whatever lengths I needed to to provide for my kid. So chaos is really setting in here, you guys. Mayhem is breaking through. 
Without things like food, water, electricity, basic hygiene products, formula, fresh clothes, medications people need, etc., without homes, people are getting increasingly brazen and they've begun breaking into warehouses in Gaza and taking, quote, wheat, flour, and other basic survival items, end quote, according to the United Nations via CNN. Civil order is breaking down and is actually, this is actually a very bad sign in general. Once this kind of chaos breaks out, it's hard to kind of rein it back in. The Palestinian people have simply been too strong for too long and they are breaking down. And I can't say I blame them. They need more aid ASAP. I also wanted to touch on reports that are coming out of Israel alleging that Hamas may have a headquarters underneath Gaza's most major hospital. So according to the Daily Mail, Israel has come forward with evidence that Hamas has a secret base below Gaza's largest hospital. They provided multiple pieces of evidence from a press conference, uh, things like testimony from the Hamas soldiers who were videotaped giving that testimony, to tapped phone calls, to photographs. If this is true, that they have this huge headquarters underneath a major hospital, it really shows to me how much danger the Palestinian people are in when it comes to Hamas. They don't care that they are putting innocent, sick people at risk by hiding there in the hospital. And the reports are alleging that there's fuel in there and things that the Gazan people are desperately needing and they're using it to attack Israel instead of provide for their people. It seems like they only care about protecting themselves. And then I had to touch on anti-Semitism on the rise. Guys, this is something we simply cannot ignore. Anti-Semitism is getting really out of hand. According to CNN, the rates are the highest they have been since the 1970s. In an airport in Russia, an angry mob stormed a terminal to attack Jews who were coming off of a flight from Tel Aviv. This was a predominantly Muslim area of Russia, and luckily police also rushed to the scene to try and protect these unsuspecting passengers who were landing. But they could not protect the Jews from the psychological toll I'm sure that they endured. This crowd chanted anti-Semitic slurs at these people, tried to overturn police cars, and was demanding to see people's passports. It also... It almost reminds me of Kristallnacht, the night of broken glass, which was at the start of the Holocaust. Jews were attacked in much more indirect ways before they were forced into trains and into gas chambers. They were intimidated at first, hunted, stalked, harassed, long before people understood the lengths Nazi Germany would go to to literally try to kill them all. These are dangerous times that we are living in, you guys, and this is a very slippery slope. We must stand up and condemn anti-Semitism directly wherever we see it, as well as any other form of hatred that we witness. Silence is compliance, and this is an anti-racist platform, and we condemn all racism and always will. 
And on that note, I'm going to shift gears and head over to Hollywood, but for an equally somber story. Matthew Perry has died at age 54. The beloved Matthew Perry, who played the beloved character Chandler on the pulp classic TV show Friends. Friends was one of the most watched TV shows of all time, you guys. And it's obviously known for its feel-good, funny, down-to-earth mood. It's like a warm hug in a show. We've covered this before on the show, but Matthew Perry was recently coming out with a book detailing how he struggled with drugs throughout his time on the show Friends and really throughout his entire life. Jennifer Aniston seems to have been the cast member who championed checking in on him and trying to get him help the most. But all of his cast members on Friends were really worried about him and looked for ways to help him. It seemed after all this time that he had really grown and was coming out of this really long, dark, difficult chapter of his life that had been the bulk of his life. And that's what makes this especially tragic. He did suffer quite a bit physically from all the drugs that he had taken over all those many years. So he did struggle with a heart condition, but we don't know specifically yet what he died of. What happened was, to my understanding, and this is according to TMZ, he played pickleball with friends all afternoon. This was a major passion of his and seemed to be acting completely normal during those pickleball sessions. He then sent his assistant out to get him a new iPhone and pick up his prescription lenses, again, according to TMZ. Then, upon the assistant's return, she found him unresponsive in his hot tub truly heartbreaking. Both of his parents survived him, and he has a number of half-siblings who outlived him as well. His mother is actually Canadian, and she was the press secretary for Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, when he was the prime minister of Canada. So Justin and Matthew kind of grew up together. So random and such an interesting thing. Justin Trudeau Prime Minister of Canada, wrote on his ex page, quote, Matthew Perry's passing is shocking and saddening. I'll never forget the schoolyard games we used to play, and I know people around the world are never going to forget the joy he brought them. Thanks for all the laughs, Matthew. You were loved and you will be missed, end quote. SNL gave him a shout out as well for his time working with them. But probably one of my favorite tributes was Paget Brewster, who wrote on X, quote, He won't rest in peace, though. He's already too busy making everyone laugh up there. End quote. And that is the news du jour. Today, I want to leave you guys with the quote. Even in the darkest moment, may your heart never let go of the light. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on that platform or a shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us to be able to keep creating the news du jour and reach more people who need a calmer space to consume the news. 
But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. And that is also linked in our show notes. You can follow us on social media at newsdujour.podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. You can follow my personal account at It's Annie Bowles on both platforms as well. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.